0: Welcome to Fans of the Forge, and this is our wrap-up for Fortune Fire Season 6, Episode 3, Washington's Kalish Mard. We had four contestants, but first, to my right we have... Teresa. To my left we have... Uh, today I'm Sean.
1: Versus any
0: other day? Yes. Good to know that. Good to know. And I'm Chris, and we move into our contestants. First up, we had Dan Burlows. Is a part-time smith, seventeen years experience, and he is a metallurgical engineer. So he comes in with maybe a little bit mm, of fancy man background information on what's going on when you're forging a blade.
2: Knowledge, knowledge
0: is power. So then we had John Sims. Uh, he is a part-time bladesmith, a hobbyist bladesmith. He has two years experience, and then Andrew Smith was part-time, ten years experience. And Josh Nicolaitis, who is also a part-time Smith with five years experience.
1: So for round one, they were given um, a round stock of W1 to forge a Rough Rider buoy. And they had really tight parameters for this one. Nine to nine and a half inches long, two inches wide at the base, and a three to three and a half inch clip point. Um, And the parameters and stock were given to them on a scroll. It's very fancy. Very
2: interesting.
0: Yeah, and especially for the way that this all ends up turning out. Uh, We'll get to that. Mm
1: -hmm. So Dan, the engineer, starts with measuring, which, you know, good idea, because they had to make effectively a replica. He took his calipers. He's up there measuring what they had to make.
0: Well, you know what they say, measure twice, cut once. Yeah.
1: So as he's working, he discovers a cold shut in the tip of the blade and takes an angle grinder to it. Um, and then later on when he's quenching, he decides to go for an edge quench. Hmm. Um, John starts out doing well and thought it was too long. So he cut the tip off and then it looked too short. We'll see how that pans out. Yeah. Well, yeah, because
0: then he wouldn't necessarily have enough material to stretch it to the mm-hmm. two inches wide as and the nine and a half inches long.
1: Mm -hmm. um andrew draws out the width first so he can get that two inches and then he does a quench test with a piece of scrap metal so it was interesting that in our last episode we were discussing was it chris that had done the the quench test yeah it was yep and they're like oh we've never seen this before but now we've got another person doing that that's interesting
0: and dave baker was on this one and he was the one highlighting the fact that he was doing it Hmm. So he missed it on this last episode, and then he, they let him mm. talk about it on this one. But, yeah, interesting.
1: And then Josh, um, he starts out by drawing out the length, and so he just he draws it out really long, and he ends up cutting off a few inches. And then as he's trying to get the correct width, the blade just keeps getting thinner and thinner, and when he goes to punch it, he picks up a warp. Hmm. So then for judging... Of the four Blades, three of them did not m- meet parameters. Wow.
2: Yeah. That's... Yeah. Wow. And
1: so they had this fun game where Will asks them, who do you think messed up? <laughs> and so Dan, John, and Josh step forward, but Dan is asked to step back because it was Andrew, John, and Josh who had missed the parameters. So Dan, I guess, was like, "I must," you know gotta guess gotta be me. And Andrew's like, "Nope, I'm good." But it was <laughs> not Dan. He met all the parameters, Mr. Engineer Measurer. Um, John was under the appropriate length. Andrew was over the length, and Josh was over the length and under the width. So, quick like I would just think, "Okay, Josh is the one that's going to go because he missed two parameters, right?" right? right. But no, they decided so. to test the <laughs> knives that are there at that point, which they usually don't do without handles. Um, Say so they were tested on merit, and Ben was doing the testing, hitting them twice with a baton on a giant nut. John makes it through with no damage. Um, Andrew, the tang broke after the second or on the second strike.
0: Yeah, that was. That really sucks. Yeah. To, to see that happen.
2: And then, so, but even before the test, like, well, what if a couple of them break while they're doing this test and then they have to go into round two. Like that's silly. Well, yeah, like I- it's, it's a destructive test. It's not like just damaging the edge, you know, obviously I broke a blade, mm-hmm. you know, so um, I was like, and then that breaks and I'm like that sucks. And think
0: about, cause it broke in the tang. Like if he had had a, a fully fixed handle to that, would it have broken like that? It might not have.
2: Yeah.
1: Was that something, though, that if he made it through, could he weld that back on and put the handle over it? That's kind was of what I was thinking, too. Now?
0: I think it's okay when it's in the tang. You don't want to have a weld on the blade itself if right. you can avoid it. But I think if you can have it in the handle area and then have a good weld and then cover it up with, with some
2: somewhat strong... Handle material, you might be okay. And I wonder if they were um, heat-treated before they did the test. and' didn't say.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Because then
2: it w- wouldn't be so brittle going into the test. I, I think be- so. Because oh, yeah. aren't, aren't they
1: heat-treated between rounds one and two? Because they just kind of take the one. They are, on yeah. into
2: But I don't know when they did it. Did they do it right after round one or before round two, I think it was before I round two because then round they moved two.
1: on into round two.
2: Magic TV, yeah, who knows? Who knows? But- and then Will says, "Josh, you your knife you has to survive two blows to the nut." <laughs> <laughs> like that.
1: You knew something like that was going to come out when they brought up this. <laughs> oh, yeah, the big nuts. <laughs> well, Josh made it through with no damage, so Andrew got the boot.
2: Mm-hmm. The nut did him in. (laughs) So for round two,
0: they had to attach a four pin coffin buffalo horn handle with file work liners and brass guards with lobes. That's a mouthful. But it was a very distinct handle style. Um, The coffin style of handle is always kind of a neat one to see because it's not common yeah but I've seen a few of them and just that shape of a coffin it always gives everything you see with it has a morbid look now right and so it just kind of made this knife that much more badass to have like that coffin looking handle so Dan he starts again with the calipers measuring oh, worked the first time worked the first time yeah. so might as well stick to it. And he was doing pretty well until he realized he had 15 minutes left to sharpen his edge and shape his handle. So I guess that three <laughs> hours flew by for him. Uh, John, he paid more attention to making more precise measurements in this round. Uh, but he did cut off too much material on one side of the guard and not enough on the other. And he needed to make another guard in under a half an hour. So... Another time crunch right there. Yeah. And then for Josh, he discovers there's a gap between the handle and the guard, and he loaded it up with epoxy. What I else know, are you going to do? He gonna you do? can't it do. fill it in with anything else. That's yeah. the easiest thing. Yeah, hopes and <laughs> dreams aren't going to cut it. <laughs> <laughs> and so for testing, they had the moose antler chop test. Six chops on a moose antler. Dan, uh, his edge held up perfectly although he did have some minor sharpness on part of the handle. John's guard was quite loose, and he had a roll on his edge. And Josh, uh, Ben noticed that he had gaps, uh, but otherwise the blade held up perfectly. So yeah, it definitely is a destructive test. It's hard to say. Is that is that worse than hammering it against a big nut? Because that's metal versus antler.
2: Right. Both are Antler is tough. But they were able to cut into it. Um, that's true. Even though it was very hard. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Anyway, you know, so two of these knives had already basically gone through a strength test of <laughs> sorts oh, yeah. and yeah. then managed to get through another one. And then they had the fish slice sharpness test. Dan's cut clean through all four slices. And he was a nice balance to his knife. It will cut. Cut it in half.
2: Did he cut it in half? Cut it into four pieces, yeah. One, two, three, four. Yeah. Yeah. Half (laughs) of a half.
1: At at some point, there was a half.
2: (laughs) It was in half.
0: All right. So, John, he cut through cleanly three out of four of the slices. And the one time it didn't. Doug said that he ran out of blade, not that it wasn't sharp. Right, was that it was. He ran out of blade for the way he was swinging it. And
1: but it had to be so close to nine inches that he was just probably standing half a step too far back.
0: Yeah, yeah, as easy as that. And then for Josh, he also cut cleanly through uh, three out of four of the times. His handle was a little, little bit out of line, but it was a very sharp blade, and it will cut. And that then comes down to John getting the boot because it was the only blade to take damage in the strength test. We move on to round
2: three. Round three. All right. These guys were tasked with making the...
1: Coalishmard. Mard. -mard. -mard. How do we say that again? is, Is it written here?
2: No. That's no, not. Okay, great. <laughs> so round 3, these guys are tasked with making a Mard, which was a dueling sword that was popular in the late 17th century, a favorite of George Washington. The blade must be between 31 and 33 inches in length, trifoil with a fort
1: with a forte,
2: forte uh-huh. between 9 and 12 inches in length. The handle must include a pommel, knuckle bow, and a perforated decorated oval guard. Very complicated. Yes, lots of lots of things going on there. Mm-hmm. So for Dan on day one, he starts his foraging, and what do you know, he ran out of propane. I don't even know how far he got before it ran out because I didn't even see him like put steel in there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think you know, he was, he was, it was pretty like he was, away. Yeah, he went to and He was like, oh, and no gas. No gas. So he had to run to the store get some gas. <laughs> on uh, day three, his grinder shorted out and caught fire so then he had to run to the store again and get a new motor Jeez, this is
0: it really got crazy there yeah like, for this episode like a lot of crazy stuff going on but first the propane then the grinder like up and just sparking and shooting some yeah. fire out
2: It was pretty messed up on day five uh he was in good shape with his blade and decides to work on a little bit of extra stuff i uh, made mukume for the pommel uh used a lot of time on that and was cutting it close on time to sharpen a blade. So that's important. Mm-hmm. You it want great. you want a sharp blade when you go finish your knife and your blade. So moving on to Josh on day one, uh, spent forging a blade and was working on trifoil. Day two, I uh, was working on making it lighter by grinding and ended up grinding a hole through the blade. Oof. And tried to fix it with a, a MIG weld, but burnt through it. Uh, so we had to start over. So uh. <laughs> maybe just adjusted the temperature of the machine a little bit lower. Would have been all right, but he blasted right through it. What, the the welder you yeah. mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. And on day four, I had a second blade done and was working on Hilton Palmer using a muzzle loader rifle barrel. Hmm. That was a kind of a neat touch. Yeah, it was. So moving on to testing. So it was a pig carcass kill test uh, that was, Doug was going to throw some harassing cuts and thrusts. So, Josh, <laughs> uh, Doug note that it had some nice weight to it, the edge is sharp, and it will kill. Dan, the harassing cuts didn't break the hide. Ooh. None of them. It, it was just... like I you know, slapped a pig around with your hand and like you know get the same result. Um, and the tip was was aggressive. The blade actually took a bend, uh, but because it was able to thrust, it will kill. Um, for Dave, he was doing tip cuts and thrusts into some cherry wood,
1: you know, Washington for, theme.
2: Yeah, oh, yes. For Josh, he had a lot of uh, pointy bits on the guard it dug into Dave's hand. Um, otherwise, it passed the test. For Dan, the blade did not bend back to true. The heat treat had failed. Like it, the bend got worse. Um, so well, that was part of what Dave was doing, right? It was like pushing it in. the Push it one way it. and then push right. it back yeah. the other way. And it's
1: supposed to come back.
2: Right. Um, so Doug performs the sharpness test with some slashes and stabs into some sandbags. For Josh, it was a very sharp edge. It stayed true. It was easy to align and it will cut. For Dan, Doug... Couldn't perform the test because of the bend, uh, thus creating an unfair test because it was so bent and he couldn't index it and know where the, the tip was. So, right uh, because of that, Josh won. Wow! So, congratulations! Yeah, good Josh. job. Uh, Josh uh,
0: Nicolaitis is uh, the guy's name, and uh, yeah, that was a, a good win. He made a nice sword, and um. It was interesting. I saw on Facebook today Derek Melton had made a comment to these two guys saying, "Welcome to the Small Sword Club." No. <laughs> so it was it was a good episode. Um, back to the the normal format, format of things, which, well, I guess that's just going to be how it is. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. see see how it goes. But it's a good one, and uh, yeah, that was it. That was the episode. Yeah. So, other than that, what else is going on?
2: Uh, Nothing. Nothing, really. Nope. Nope. All right, see you later. (laughs) Before you go, please
0: remember to like, subscribe, our videos and and podcasts and uh, review us and give us some five-star ratings. Let us
2: know who you want us to interview.
0: Yeah, yeah. We got a couple ideas for people that you might want to get interviews uh, from us on, so if let us know if you want any other ones, and we'll do what we can. We are going to Blade Show where a lot of these guys will be, and we will try to get as many interviews as we can while we're there. So keep that in mind. And remember to watch our Instagram account because we will be announcing that 1,000 follower giveaway very soon, as soon as we get the components in. All right, and uh, that's it.
2: And uh Tour de Forge coming up soon. Uh Tour to Forge probably came out already. All right. By the time this comes out. So <laughs> have fun watching that. Yeah, Go check enjoy. it out. Uh, yeah, with that one,
0: we worked with Ryan Brewer of Brewer Blades out of Worcester. Mass. Yeah, we got a lot of work done. Yeah, we did. It's uh it's what did I call it? Um Bevels and tangs and heat treats. Oh O-I. my. I didn't do them. I just oh. did <laughs> that. I thought it would be too on the nose, but You're what probably right no yet, whatever. Huh? Anyway, that's the episode. Thank you for listening and watching and all that good stuff. And we will catch you next week. See ya. Bye. Ready? Yes. Ready? unnecessary.
1: <laughs> Did you start with the middle finger?
0: It sure looked like it. What? Or was it three fingers? It looked like you flipped off the camera. See, from
1: oh. my perspective, I'm looking at you side on. It looked like you just flipped off everybody. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Alright. Is that, is that what you thought too? Yeah. Oh no. Because
0: <laughs> all we saw was your oh. middle finger. Oh, I wasn't doing that. I was doing a countdown.
2: <laughs> Alright. I have more tact. <laughs> <laughs>